Hear the word of God from Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 21. This reading comes from the Common English Bible. Place these words I'm speaking on your heart and in your very being. Tie them on your hand as a sign. They should be on your forehead as a symbol. Teach them to your children by talking about them when you are sitting around your house and when you are out and about, when you are lying down and when you are getting up. <coughs> Write them on your house's door frames and on your city's gates. Do all that so your days and your children's days on the fertile land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors are many. Indeed, as many as the number of days that the sky's been over the earth. The word of God for the world. Thanks be to God. If you want to cook a meal to perfection, follow the recipe. If you're lost and need to find your way, check the map. And if you want to put together your new purchase, are you listening, fellas? Read the instructions. <laughs> but most importantly, if you want to live your life exactly as God intends it, then read the Bible and apply it. For generations, people have discovered just that. The words of the Bible have offered countless people encouragement in the midst of their frustration and comfort amid their despair and helped people find their way when they're lost. But most importantly, they have helped people just like you and me transform their lives, just like it did St. Augustine, St. Augustine. You know, before he even became a saint, Augustine was a very troubled and rebellious person. The way he describes himself in his classic autobiography, Confessions, he said, quote, I'd heaped up all my misery in the sight of my heart, and there arose a mighty storm, he said, bringing a mighty shower of tears. That's how troubled he was in the early part of his life. And then one day he found himself outside his home. He was sitting under a tree, just crying out his anguish to God. He said these words, O Lord, how long? How long, O Lord? Why is there this hour not an end to my uncleanness? And then, out of the blue, all of a sudden, he hears a voice, what sounds to be like a child's voice. And the voice kept repeating this very simple phrase over and over again, take up and read. Take up and read. So Augustine got up and tried to find the source of that voice, never did find out who was speaking those words. But as he was searching, he discovered right there, almost out of the blue, a Bible sitting there. He kept hearing those words, take up and read. So he did. He picked up that Bible and opened it up, and the pages fell open to the book of Romans. And it was there, in that singularly transformative moment of his life, he read in those 
pages about God's love and God's forgiveness for him. And from that moment on, it changed the trajectory of his life. And thank goodness it did, because Augustine would become one of the church's most formative and foundational thinkers. This book is not just an anthology of stories. This book is not just a collection of pious phrases. This book has the power to change your life, just as it has for countless people throughout the centuries, just as it did for St. Augustine. And so the words that he heard that day are the words that you and I are hearing right at this very moment. Take up and read. Read the Bible. It should be no surprise to you that this is one of the four core personal spiritual practices that we talk about in our discipleship pathway. It's number two, R. The first is G, give, then read, then invite others to Jesus, then pray. And today, on this second stop of our four-week series, we talk about reading the Bible faithfully without fear or frustration. And I know I know that's a lot easier said than done, to read the Bible every day, really? I know how busy we are, and I know how confusing parts of the Bible can be, and I know that there are some very troubling parts to reading the Bible as well, let alone the fact that it involves actually reading a book, reading pages, which is not nearly as common anymore as staring at a screen or, or looking at a device. But if you want to live, I mean really live, if you want to live life as God intends it, then read the Scriptures faithfully. It really is that simple, and it really is that challenging, especially if you're trying to do it by yourself, which is why we, as a church, are going to read it together. For the first time ever, Hyde Park United Methodist Church is going to read the Bible as a congregation from cover to cover. And we're going to watch how the Holy Spirit unleashes a fresh wave of insight and transformative power in you and through you as we take this journey together. So here it is. Starting January 1, 2020, we will begin with Genesis 1. And we will follow the same daily Scripture reading plan together as a congregation for all 365 days, 366 actually, next year's a leap year, until we get to the end of Revelation at the end of December. I know that sounds daunting. I know it does. But I want you to imagine. Imagine getting to the end of the year. Imagine having read 100% of the Bible, which is a feat that not many Christians are able to say. And imagine being able to say that not just because you can say that you read it for reading's sake, not just to check something off your to-do list, but because in doing so, every single day with all of us, you will begin to develop a new rhythm a new routine in your daily life that begins to incorporate intentionally time with God, allowing the power of the Scriptures to do in you exactly what it did in St. Augustine, to change the trajectory of your life. So here's what we're calling this journey next year, the Bible Project 
2020. Next year will be the year of focusing on the Bible and receiving new clarity, new 2020 vision when it comes to the Bible. And I want to let you know that we are pulling out all the stops to help us read the Bible without fear and frustration, putting together a whole array of tools and support and resources to help us along the way. Of course, it will involve Sunday mornings, 52 weeks. We're going to preach on the texts of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We're going to break it up into 13 different worship series that will track our way through the Scriptures. We're going to follow the same daily reading plan so that we can all read the same text together. Number two, daily devotional. We're developing a daily devotional with, with insights on each of the day's readings that are written for me and weekly insights that are written from church members just like you. Number three, we're going to unpack some of the more challenging passages by developing a podcast, a weekly podcast led by a team of lay people with expert opinions from outside guest speakers on the text. But there's more. Our children and ministries programs, we're going to read through the Bible as well and track through all of the major stories in their curriculum. But there's more. There's going to be an online forum for you to interact with me and with other people to ask your questions about the daily readings and offer your insights to one another. But there's mo This is starting to sound like an infomercial. I don't mean for it to sound that way. You're going to wonder when the steak knives are coming. So, here's the big thing. Small groups. Small groups. We're creating small groups under the leadership of Nikki Taylor, our small group director, where you can choose to be a part of at times during this year. And if you join one, you're going to be able to meet with other people in a safe place for you to ask questions and offer your insights and figure out how to apply these scriptures in your lives. The Bible Project 2020. You're going to hear more about this as the fall unfolds leading up to January 1. In fact, my midweek message that's going out this week is going to more fully describe to you the elements of this journey together. And I want to let you know that this idea did not come from me this idea came from you. It came from the long process of visioning together that led to the adoption of our vision plan last fall. You know, over and over again, our vision team heard this one connecting thread that you all as a congregation have this deep desire to strengthen your connection with God and with one another. And you all really want to strengthen your relationship with the Bible. You want to be able to read it without fear, without frustration, and to read it together. And that is what this journey is all about. So since this past January, we've been working on implementing that vision with the staff, with the leadership, the lay leadership of this church, the ministry leadership council, teams of lay people who've been working on this, and our small group leaders have been working together to put together all of these pieces, all of these resources that will help guide our journey starting January 1 to make this a powerful, transformative experience for all of us who choose to be on this journey. But I want to let you know, here's the most exciting part, the exciting possibility for me as we start this journey together. And it can be summarized in one word, one simple five-letter word, 
story. Story. You will be able to discover your story. You know, that, that's the way our brains are wired nowadays. Think about it. We, we tend to look at the events of the world and everything happening around us in terms of narratives, in terms of stories, and that especially includes the way you see your own life. Whether we realize it or not, we tend to see our lives as an unfolding story. We tend to put ourselves as the hero of our own story, and I know as well as you do that you and I just want to make our story better. That's all we want to do. We want to live the best story we can. You're just trying to be a good parent to your children. You're just trying to overcome the obstacles that are in your way to not only survive but thrive. And you wonder what the next chapter of your story will hold. And sometimes you're just trying to live your story one page at a time, one paragraph at a time. You're just trying to live the best story that you can. So we need to find a way to live out the story that God has authored in us. And I'll tell you what, there is no better way for you to live your story as God has authored it than to find your story in the stories of the Bible. There's over 700 stories in the Bible. And you know what? Each one of those stories is an invitation for you to find your story in God's grand story. Is your story right now filled with fear? Are you afraid of something in your life right now? Well, there are stories in the Bible written for you. Are you worried about your health right now? Is that what your story is? Then there are stories in the Bible that will speak to you. Is your story one of just trying to be the best parent or the best sibling or best family member or just coworker or neighbor or citizen of the world? There are stories in the Bible for you. Are you concerned about your future? wrestling with your faith. There are stories in the Bible for you. In fact, I can remember at many pivotal points throughout my life, like when I was an early adult, just a person in college, really wrestling over my future and worry. It was in reading and rereading and rereading the story of Joseph in the second half of Genesis that unlocked for me hope and possibility and got me through those months. Later on, I was really wrestling with doubt and disbelief in my faith, and then I read the story of Elijah on Mount Horeb in the cave where he was able to hear the still, small voice of God. And then in the, in the summer of 1995, when I was struggling to renew a passion in my faith and a passion for Jesus, I read and reread, almost reading it for the very first time, the powerful story of Jesus and the resurrection from the dead and the empty tomb, and that renewed my faith in a powerful way. I want you to know that you, the, the hero of your story, can find new power and possibility as you find your story in the stories of the Bible and make the stories of the Bible part of your own story. But I want to remind you of something. You don't have to wait till January 1 to start reading the Bible. You can start today. 
We've given you some practical helps. Every single Sunday morning, you can open up your bulletin and find the sermon insert, and right there at the bottom of your insert, there will be daily Scripture readings that Nikki and her team put together. And starting today, you can read each of these Scriptures that happen to reinforce the theme for each Sunday and begin to flex those muscles and spend quiet time with God. But there's more. So here's the Ginsu steak knives of the morning. Here's the big bonus of the day. If you open up your insert this morning, we've put together this insert. I've spent some time over the last couple weeks putting together some scriptures that fit certain situations in your life. I invite you to take this yellow insert home with you and tuck it into your Bible and hold on to it for future reference so that as you're going through these certain situations in your life, you can know that there are stories and there are passages and insights in the Bible just waiting for you to read and apply. For those of you watching online, this insert, the content of this insert is available on our website, which means all of you can share that link to family and friends who might want to see their stories echoed in the Scriptures of the Bible. I am absolutely convinced what excites me the most about leading us in this journey of reading the Bible is that as we make reading and applying the Bible more a part of our daily rhythms and our routines, the better people we will be, the stronger church we will be, and our story will begin to incorporate the greatest story of all, the story of Jesus resurrected to new life and raising us to new life as well so that we can better offer God's love made real to the world. You can live your life as God intends it. You can live your best story by finding your story in the stories of the Bible. Let's pray together. God, we thank You for the words of this holy book, for the way that its pages have guided and steered Christians toward a fuller understanding of the Word made flesh, of Your Son, Jesus, who embodied for us all the truths and insights that the Bible can convey. Help us, Lord, to flex new muscles, to create new time and new rhythms in our spiritual life, to read the Scriptures, to engage the possibilities, and to read it without fear or frustration. We thank you for the power that these scriptures have for us. Guide us in this journey ahead and help us to make your love real as we make the stories of the Bible part of our own. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and let all God's people say, amen. And so now, to give us more practical ways to strengthen our grip, and to help us experience this morning a different way of praying that you can continue throughout the days of this week, we invite Nikki Taylor to come up and join us once again. Our response to God this morning involves the commitment of our whole lives, which we are calling GRIP those practices of generosity, 
reading scripture, inviting others, and prayer. So here are some practical ways that you can practice a few of these things this week. So if you want to practice a generosity that is joyful and generous, and if you would like to invite someone to help us make God's love real, then we want to tell you about our involvement with Habitat for Humanity. So thanks to your financial generosity as a congregation, we joined an interfaith coalition last month with Habitat to break ground on homes for two single-parent working families. Your money makes a huge difference, and so does your time. So there's a handful of spots available for a designated work day for Hyde Park on September 28th. And so this would be a great opportunity for you to serve or for you to invite someone who does not go to church to help us in, at this event and make a difference. So you can contact Steve Rohr if, uh, or visit our website for more information on how to sign up for that. And so right now, you can make a contribution to support programs like Habitat and all the other ministries and missions of our church by contributing to our weekly offering. So you can give today by text, online, with the envelope in front of you, or explore giving through an automatic transfer. And to help with Hurricane Dorian relief specifically, make your donation, whether that's on your envelope, on your check, on the online form, make it payable to the church and designate it for hurricane relief. And so if you want to read scripture without fear or frustration or learn to pray with confidence and conviction, we invite you to join one of our small groups that are just starting up this week. So your bulletin inserts, as McGurry mentioned, also include um, this week's daily scripture readings and a collection of scripture references for you to reference at various points in your life whenever you need them. And so whether it's using one of these methods, whether it's using something else, we encourage you to just find a way to spend time in the Bible every single day and to spend time with God. And so finally, to encourage you in your prayer life, we invite you now into a time of prayer using a model of prayer that you might consider trying out this week. Lectio Divina is a form of prayer that requires us to read scripture deeply and to reflect, respond, and rest in its words. This is a prayer form that you can use at home in your daily devotion by slowly reading a passage of scripture. And so if there's a word or a phrase that stands out, stop and reflect on that word. If the reflection brings up in a particular emotion, you can respond with appropriate prayer or thanksgiving or prayer asking for forgiveness or for guidance. So for today's purposes, I will read today's scripture passage from Deuteronomy slowly. And so if a word or phrase stands out to you as I'm reading it, repeat that word or phrase to yourself. And so after I have finished reading through the passage, there will be a moment of silence for us to all reflect and respond on the words or phrase that stood out to us. And then we're going to close with some short prayer petitions and finally with the Lord's Prayer. So will you bow your heads in prayer with me? Place these words I'm speaking to you, speaking on your heart and in your very being. Tie them on your hand as a sign. 
They should be on your forehead as a symbol. Teach them to your children by talking about them when you are sitting around your house and when you are out and about, when you are lying down, and when you are getting up. Write them on your house's door frames and on your city's gates. Do all that so that your days and your children's days on the fertile land the Lord swore to you to give your ancestors are many. Indeed, as many as the number of days that the sky has been over the earth. Gracious God, we gather today searching for the deeper meaning of our lives that can be found in Scripture. We gather today knowing that there are many in our congregation and in our community who are hurting. Especially, we pray for Russ Atkins, Mike Hutchinson, Merrick Pitts, others who are hurting, are sick, and their families. We gather today celebrating all of the good in our lives and in our world. We especially give thanks for the birth of Lucas Riker-Reed and the baptism of Elizabeth Bell Bruce. We gather today asking for guidance for our leaders of this land and every land that they may seek the common good. And so... We pray in the words that Jesus himself taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. <laughs> 